Dear partners, friends and supporters of Konrad Adenauer Stiftung. Just over a week ago, we hosted a discussion on the effects of the coronavirus on the Belarusian economy together with our partner, the IPM Business School. Belarusian experts and representatives of international organizations such as the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank shared their inputs and analysis with us. It was a long, intense and very fruitful discussion with over 50 participants listening in for almost two and a half hours. One word that the moderator, Alexander Chubrik of IPM, used a lot during the seminar was uncertainty. In times of COVID-19, uncertainty has become our steady companion. Many of us don't know when they will be able to travel again or see friends and family, especially if they live abroad. Much worse, we don't know how many lives the virus will claim and what long-term health effects people might encounter even after they recover. Many of us don't know whether they will still have a job in a few weeks or months since whole branches of the industry could collapse if they don't receive adequate support. The economy of Belarus was already in a quite difficult situation when the coronavirus hit Europe earlier this year. The international oil prices had been plummeting, while Belarus has to pay more for energy imports from Russia. Its foreign debt is at a concerning level, and the exchange rate of the ruble towards the euro or the United States dollar has been rising steadily. More questions arise from the disputes with Moscow, while internal structural problems, especially in the state sector, remain. In this situation, the closing of borders and the drop in international trade and demand due to COVID-19 hit the country particularly hard. The simultaneousness of these crises, with all of its uncertainty, has been described as a perfect storm. Our one important question of this week is therefore, what opportunities are there for Belarus in this ideal economic storm? While observing the developments in the economy from the beginning of the corona crisis in Belarus, we could see a wide diversity of response, just like in the society. The experts were the first to react. They started to write policy papers and began to monitor the situation and to gather data. The real sector of the economy had the general understanding of an upcoming crisis, but they were waiting for the real impacts on customer behavior, incomes and revenues. The government, on the other hand, was the last one to react. However, from the beginning of the corona crisis in March, the main business unions from the real sector and line ministries had started to provide relevant information to the government, trying to help them formulate for support measures, which they demand necessary at that time. But the government represent its support strategy only at the end of April. A second package has been announced, but Belarusians are still waiting for it. Dmitry Kruk from Birok Economic Research Center was one of the first experts to react to the unfolding challenge. Together with a colleague, he has published the paper Preventing the Ideal Storm that contains the description of the main problems in the Belarusian economy and first steps to resolve it. We have asked Dmitry to describe us the circumstances, including the economic ones, and his motives to create this paper. At the very beginning of 2020, economic prospects for Belarus were similar to the overall picture of the last couple of years. It combined the problem of poor output growth, but alongside with macroeconomic, it is price, fiscal and external stability. The latter has become the main achievement of the authorities in recent years. At the beginning of this year, we projected output growth of around 2.5%. For Belarus, given a lower level of well-being in comparison to neighboring countries, such growth rate means conservation of the well-being gap or even its expansion. 
In the first quarter, the oil conflict with Russia was the core factor which disturbed the baseline scenario. The countries could not find an agreement about the price of oil supplies from Russia to Belarus. Belarus could not accept Russia's terms and conditions as it would have become a systemic threat to the Belarusian economy. This oil conflict lasted for three months, and in terms of annual GDP, it cost around 1.5 percentage points. It is after it the growth projection for 2020 was reduced from 2.5 percent to about 1 percent. However, in March, oil shock was removed to the backstage by the impact of COVID-19. It was the first decade of March when me and my colleagues began to suspect that the scope of COVID-19 on the global economy and consequently on Belarusian one can become really considerable. At the beginning of the second decade, this suspicion transformed to the confidence that Belarus cannot avoid severe shock. There are numerous channels for the transmission of COVID-19 impact in Belarus. First, as uh, in other countries, we thought about quarantine measures and social distances affecting the supply and demand. Although Belarusian authorities rejected the quarantine, the so-called voluntary social distancing nevertheless played a similar role. Second, since late March, the country faced sharply deteriorating foreign demand and, in some cases, the lack of supply. Third, Belarus suffered from exchange rate shock, which was transmitted from Russia because of drop in global oil prices. Fourth, in contrast to developed countries or even uh, to more advanced emerging markets, Belarus has a very um, poor room for maneuver in economic policy. That is why the government is very sloppy in regard to anti-crisis policies. The uncertainty about the duration of the epidemic, both worldwide and specifically in Belarus due to its unique policies, uh, so-called unique policies against COVID-19, and poor flexibility of economic policy generate extremely wide economic uncertainty for the country as of today. In respect to output, the best scenario today assumes the drop of GDP by 3% in 2020. The worst scenario may result even in two-digit GDP uh, contraction. Moreover, even the best scenario vitalizes the risk to financial stability. Thank you, Dmitry, for your inputs. Our second expert is Katerina Barkonova. She also works at Berok Economic Research Center, an organization which together with some partners has created the website coviteconomy.py. The good example how you can see and use the opportunity to create something useful in the crisis. The task of website, which we also support as CAS, is to monitor the main data, statistics and information about the Belarusian economy in times of COVID-19. We have asked her to tell us which hidden opportunities she sees in the time of the ideal storm in the Belarusian economy for our country. COVID-19 is a great challenge for Belarusian economy and we believe that it's very important to understand and track uh, the effects of uh, the pandemic on Belarusian economy in real time. This is why at Berok we have created the website coviteconomy.by with the help of many of our partners. And this website is monitoring the multiple dimensions of the crisis. It looks at how people are affected, how businesses, in particular small and medium-sized enterprises, are affected. And it also looks at other indicators of economic activities. And with the help of this website, we can, for example, follow how the effects um, 
evolve from first affecting the contact services sectors of the economy, but now the effects spread to manufacturing. First, how Minsk was first of all affected economically, and now we see these economic effects spreading to the regions. And uh, of course, we can also see that there are a lot of businesses already right now which are uh, very quick to step up and, uh, well, first of all, offer their help in uh, overcoming the public health effects of the pandemic, but also a lot of them are exploring new uh, economic opportunities. And there will be a lot of these opportunities arising over the course of the crisis, and it's important that Belarus is ready to step up and capture them. For example, there are a lot of ongoing trends which would be uh, pushed forward by this pandemic, like digitalization. Digitalization uh, is a very uh, important push for demand for our IT services. And I'm sure that Belarus is in a very good position to uh, capture that in the medium term. Another trend is teleworking. As many employers now realize that their employees do not have to sit in the same physical space to work efficiently, they might look for workers from other countries. And Belarus here stands to gain a lot due to its high human capital, highly educated workforce. And I hope we will be able to capture this opportunity. But probably the most important opportunities is the push uh, for economic reforms which COVID-19 creates. First of all, it's the push for reforms in uh, social security, right, which is right now basically absent in Belarus. And we already see some measures evolving and we hope that they will um, remain after the crisis. Another very important direction of reforms is the efficiency of state-owned enterprises. And again, COVID-19 might be the final push which will uh, lead to the um, closure of uh, inefficient enterprises and uh, more effective governance of those state-owned enterprises which still have the place in the market. Thank you, Katerina. We would like to support the discussion in Belarus concerning these opportunities and to help Belarusians to make use of them. Follow us and our activities in Facebook, Instagram and at our website. We have also noted a quick and compassionate reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic in Belarus from the side of international organizations in our country. These days, crises tend to be global. This is especially true for COVID-19. In the beginning, some experts had talked about return of nation-state as a response to the virus. But there is a growing understanding that there needs to be a global response in international cooperation. That's why in our next episode of podcast we will focus on the international perspectives on COVID-19 and we will try to find the answer to the question how can Belarus turn from a so-called white spot on the map into equal player on the international scene after the pandemic. 
A few words about recent and upcoming activities by Konrad Adenauer Stiftung. The present uncertainty is also a very important determining factor for our own plannings. Our office, as most of you know, is based in Vilnius, and at the moment we don't even know when we will be able to enter Belarus again without having to plan for a long quarantine upon entering and upon return. In many of our projects, we have to adapt to the new circumstances by either going online or having blended concepts or postponing them, sometimes indefinitely or to the months of autumn and winter winter or even to the next year. Still, we want to make use of the opportunities despite the present crisis. One example of this is that one event that we had planned to happen offline is now going to be conducted online about the IT sector. We want to bring together representatives from the IT startup scene in Belarus with German counterparts and with German investors. And we will start with the series now on the 15th of June. You can find more information on this on our website events-belarus.com. During the last weeks, we have continued our series about national perspectives on coping with COVID with my colleagues from Israel and Romania, Moldova. You can find the recordings on our website, on our YouTube channel. This week, we're going to take a look at Singapore and the following week at South Africa. So make sure to tune in on this. Last week, we have launched our new cooperation with Minsk Dialogue under the title The World Handcuffed with a series where we're going to take a look at countries and institutions and how they adapt to COVID and how all of this will influence the situation of international security in Eastern Europe. This week, we will look at Russia and the following week at China. This week, we're also going to start our annual round of Martin's Discussion Club for young experts and students to talk about European Union affairs and about soft skills. Just last week, we had a virtual roundtable with the Belarusian Institute for Strategic Research on the topic of sustainable development and opportunities for new fields of cooperation between Germany and Belarus with experts from Belarus and Germany. Finally, I would like to point out again that we have launched a contest together with the European Humanities University in Vilnius for young people to hand in scripts for an animation on the question why Europe is not complete without Belarus. The best concepts will be produced professionally with a studio to have an animation film on this topic. This was our podcast for today. Thanks again to our experts and thanks to all of you for tuning in and your interest. Stay with us, stay safe, stay positive. Shiraya Vitania, schönen Gruß, Kasper Larus. <laughs>